Welcome to the 10th parak of Sefer Tehillim. Who is this composed for? Well, this is composed for the downtrodden and oppressed to recite. Lama Hashem Tamad Barachuk. Why is Hashem seemingly standing so far away? The beautifully powerful opening words. Um, notice over here the word Hashem is Yudke Vavke. It's not Elohim because Yudke Vavke means Rachamim, it's mercy. Why is Hashem standing far away but still admit that he's merciful? In other words, he might seem far away, but he's looking to act with mercy. It talks about the evil methods of trickery, deceit employed by the wicked to lay their hands on the money of the poor. Have a look at the Radak on the opening Posuk. The wicked deny Hashem's existence and believe they won't be held accountable, punishable for their crimes. Therefore, they're dishonest, they're, they're exploiting, and they behave in a sinful way. David davens that Hashem assists the vulnerable and punishes the wicked and notes that ultimately when Hashem starts openly judging the wicked, everyone will repent and recognize him. Interesting. Why so? So wickedness is often fueled by self-interest. It's that ego, but it's also the assumption that if you're wicked, then you'll get what you want. But once over here it's turned around, Hashem starts punishing the wicked then self-interest bends the other way. Self-interest says that you're going to get something terrible if you continue. Of course, we don't believe in self-interest in terms of a motivator for good. There is an element of lolishma, and it's the way, says the Gemara, to get um, So there is a certain amount, oh, I'm doing something for reward. But that's a lower level. We don't want to stay on that level. We want to do something because it's true. That's the level of Ava, this level of lishma. Of course, we only want to get to lishma. But there is a certain point of self-interest, Rabbi Chir Yaakovson says so beautifully, is that notice that mitzvahs do give a certain element of benefit. Don't do it for that, but what he calls hanaruchanis or hanaruchanit, which is that notice that there is a benefit, there is a beauty, there is a feel-good factor of doing something spiritual. You don't need to ignore that. That doesn't detract from the mitzvah. When you help someone, when you learn Torah, it should have a replenishing effect. It should have an effect of this feels great. That's not, you don't have, that's not bad. It's a good thing. We're not doing it for the kick, so to speak, but it's important you feel that that nourishing of the soul is something we need to tap into.